Welcome to Practically a Fabring, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidis. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Mayor Prager. Practically a Fabring, and welcome back. Okay, here we are. You know, last time I said I thought it was our best episode, but I'm, I don't know, I'm not sure this might be the best one. This is such a fantastic episode today. Uh, really great. Really great. I'm so happy to share it with you. But first, uh, if you're new to the podcast or if you're not new to the podcast and you're just kind of holding on for some reason, do us a favor, subscribe, give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Share us with your friends. Best way to get the good word out. We love to hear from you. Consciously the podcast at gmail.com or you can also reach us if you're Instagramming at the light revealed on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, practically if I bring in 47, I'm sure you'll love it. We are back. Parak Yud Bays. We have conquered the uh, the unconquerable feat of getting out of Yud Aleph. <laughs> tried to trap us, <laughs> seduce us. And now we got a new a new one. And now 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 it gets real. I feel like <laughs> this is uh, you know this gets real. Vehabenini. <laughs> Vehabenini. <laughs> The you know. Sefer, the whole Tanya is called Sefer Shobaninim. So. He's been leaving us, uh, the author has been leaving us, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, waiting. Right. The whole time he calls it Sefer Shobaninim and finally Paragut Base. Veha Bainini. Oh, the Bainini. Okay. <laughs> right, right. This is why we're here. So where where are we? What's going on over here, Mayor? What's Bainini? What, what is the middle? Why, why are we even talking about the middle? It's like we, we went through... A tzaddik, the different levels of tzaddik, people who are righteous, doing good. Also, it's very important that we always say this as for clarity many, many times. We have to say it again and again. That we believe that it's not just when it says in Tanya, when we talk about tzaddik, Russia, and Benini, obviously there are certain people that are, their entire life fits into a category, one of those categories. But generally, everybody has all of those levels in different re- regard. Actually, we do, we find that Baal Shem Tov, many times, one of his students, who were all tzaddikim in their own right, and they would ask the Baal Shem Tov for guidance in a certain attribute, certain character trait. He would actually send, he would send them to certain people's house, and many times he sent them to regular folks. Like there was one, somebody wanted to know how to eat. Shem Shemaya, the way he's supposed to, highest level. Send him to just a regular brute, big guy. <clears throat> and it's a fantastic story of how he this what the what the lesson from this from this Jew was. So we see that when it came to eating, this particular regular person was a tzaddik in his in his relationship to food and what you're supposed to do, even though the rest of his life was not tzaddik like. So everybody has these um, a level in every you know in them that sometimes when it comes to stucca and kindness and being caring, they're they're tremendous tzaddikim, and sometimes when it comes to you know anger, somebody's a rasha, but other parts of his life is not that so bad. So and the same thing with the benini. Everybody has different level levels, and in that, in in respect to that, that's what the you know the Tanya gives clarity of where where we're standing. So now we're talking about the concept of a benini. When we first started this endeavor, when we got to I don't remember if it was the first episode or second episode, 
we uh, we discussed the Benini. And we said, like, what is it? It's like, it's not here and it's not there. How could a whole safer be in a, in a, a, talking about a, a person or status in life that's not, it's in between. <laughs> Which one are you? This side, you're on that side. Especially now that we learned about a, t- a tzaddik is somebody who has no issues and resolved. And even, it, it, there's no, he, he's in a good place. And a Russia means that somebody who hasn't resolved some of the issues. So once the the person resolves the issue, he should be a tzaddik. Tzaddik v'tayvulay already. Why not? person did tshuva. If a person did tshuva, that means he doesn't have that issue anymore. Obviously, there's many levels in tzaddikim. There's many, like he discussed, he mentioned himself, there's many levels in in each one of these, Tzadik Gomer, Tzadik Sheinah Gomer, Rosh Rosh there's infinite amount of levels in that. If that's the case, where is the, where's the place for a Benini? Not only is it important, it's the whole Sefer, Sefer Shabbainanim. So really there's another, it's a space on itself. It's a space on itself. And that's why we find in the beginning of the first Perikantanya, like Rabbi says, Kugain Hanan Benini. Now, even though he was a tzaddik, but at the same time, he says, I'm a benini. And of course, I argue why he said he's not really correct or not, but it's it's really a level. We have stories like that out there, but also, and many times, other tzaddikim, they said, they're benini. So we see some kind, some kind of independent state in a benini. Now, it can be somebody who has issues, unresolved issues, because then he would be in the... Russia status, as we say, somebody who has a disease. We also gave context to, to help better understand Russia is that not, not, it's not the term wicked is too harsh. It just means he has, he has a disease. There's a disease. It's a cancerous cell. It's not, it's not healthy. So if a person has an issue and has not been resolved, he's still not healthy. Once he's healthy, he's good. He's good. So what's this bane in him? The answer is, we see it in the beginning how he says in, the, in Tanya, he says that there is, as we said, there's nef- every neshama, the nefesh kiss nefesh Bahamas has the, all these attributes and character traits, chokhmah bin adas, to be able all the uh, three um, uh, intellectual skills and seven emo- uh, emotions. And then there's the Lovushim, the machshava thought, the, the thought speech of action. Even though there is also in the Nevesh Kis and Nevesh Bahamas their own set. But a Bainini seems to be from this parak, and this is a really, really difficult parak, seems to be that space where that's the person's identity at that particular point. Where are you in your choice of what you're letting into your head to think about? What's your choice, that you, what words you're going to let come out of your mouth, and what are you going to do? And that space is an incredible space. That's the space that every all your nefeshal kis everybody's trying to get wants to get into that space. That's that's the stage. That's where the person's at. Like the famous line from the from the where a person's thoughts are. That's where he's at. When a person's a tzaddik. We said he's guided by good. So he's into it because the goodness is good. And it's drawing him to go to that particular place. A Russia, in general, is drawn 
to something negative. It entices him, it excites him. Whatever the reason is, he's drawn to that. And each one gets pulled into that direction. Tzaddik is pulled into doing good, good, good. And the Russia is being pulled into negative. The Benini is somebody, as the Alter says over here, he's not totally into it. He's not, he, it, what his uniqueness is, he took full control of his, of his thinking, his speech, and his action, and decided that he's going to do it for good. He's actually took full control. He's not, he's not even being drawn in one direction. Because the Nefeshul Kiss's emotions is not, he hadn't developed that yet. And the Nefeshul Bahamas is actually has emotions and is trying to draw him, but he decides I'm not listening to it. So he created this new space where he doesn't, he's completely not being influenced by anything outside, but by what he considers, what, what is considered right, the right thing to do. What's the right thoughts? What's the right speech? What's the right done? He, he, they created a new zone, and that's the space of a Benini. By means of, a, of an example, maybe, I would say, um, you have two types of parents. You have some parents that are very emotional they're about their kids, and they're just emotional people. And Baruch Hashem, hopefully they have good kids, and, and things go good, and they, everything's nice and, and, and dandy. The negative, we know the negative. But then there's this super parent. Super parent is the one that even if they don't feel emotionally excited about the parenting, the kid is coming home from school, they know that the kid's the only thing that's important in this life. The only thing important is to make sure that they're healthy and they, they're, 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 they're happy and they're, they're, they get the right nourishments, both physically, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And when they come back from school, the parent puts on a smile on their face. Welcome, you know, welcome back. How you doing? How was school? What can I get you? And they actually make things for them because they asked for it, whatever is correct. And they're dealing with them. And, it's, and they're doing this, why? Because it's the best thing for their child. They're in a space where they don't even think, it's not about them, it's what's best for my kid. And if you think about afterwards, the child that grows up in such an environment ends up seeing, ends up growing up and, and realizing what the parent did for them, that everything was, for, was to make sure that they had a healthy life. That's, a shortcut to a tzad gomer without without the the higher neshama. What do we say a tzad gomer was? Tzad gomer was that at the end, the highest highest level, like a child that does something for his father. You know, was the tzad gomer at the end? His whole life is not about because he it's so amazing, and he does feel about the amazing goodness of the good. But ultimately, what's driving him is what's best for his father, his child. And that's what the, the space that God has broken into reality, a place called Benini, a place where he lets somebody have control of what's going on in his thoughts, what his speech and what his actions are going to be. It, it, irrespective of what your brain is telling you and what your emotions and how you feel, you can, you can control your mind where you're just not letting thoughts that are negative. You're controlling your thoughts that you're only going to do things that are positive and going to help other people.
And what comes out of your mouth is not always what's on your head. It's because you know it might hurt somebody and it's not going to do anything. And therefore, you don't say it. He cre- this is a new space that God has created where it's totally in our hands. It's totally precious. And that's a benini. And that's an amazing, amazing level. A person that can over-control, or, 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 um, not be controlled by anything. You see also by, by God also, this concept. For example, you have, um, by Chris Yamsuf, you have the concept of, uh, many times, by Chris Yamsuf comes to mind, where he split the water, and the way Tanya explains it, he didn't change the water where the waters now could stand still like a wall. Like a wall. It was like he fought it that way. He forced that way to create this other space. And by doing that, the, the people, everybody saw something they'd never seen before. Uh, when it came to Marcus Barrett also, it says that he put in fire, put two opposites together. And, and, and it was the first time that Pari broke and said, I'm wrong. Any time a great miracle happens is when there is a fort, when two forces, you know how strong one is against the other, and, and you come in and you control those natural forces, this unlimited, beautiful energy comes out of. And that's really what, what the space of a Benini is. It's not a transitional stage. It's, an, it's a window it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a window, an opening that God created that if you're going to overcome the thoughts, and even if it's a tzadikamer, and because he also has challenges. His challenges he can do better this way or even higher, as we see many times in, by Moshe, by, by Avram, they had, they, had, they had thought. And they had to come to this other place where they decided this is how they're going to think about it. And this is what they're going to say. Whatever it is at the end of the day, the Benini concept, this, this mindset of a Benini, that I am going to do whatever's, whatever's terror correct, whatever's the best possible thing to do, is that's what I'm thinking and that's what I'm speaking, that's what I'm doing, creates, creates this new window of unbelievable energy that true growth can come out of. Wow. Okay. You said a lot of stuff, man. It's a very heavy stuff. Here. <laughs> it's very intense. It's, it's... Okay, let me see if I understand. Okay, so you brought down the story of the Balshamtiv. First, I want to ask a question, but I, let me, I'll, I'll finish the whole thought, but then maybe we'll come back to this question. So the Balshamtiv would send people to, to different people who had mastered certain areas of their lives. And you told that story to reflect the fact that as we've been discussing throughout these categories that the Alter Rebbe is laying out here in Tanya, they can relate overall to a person, but they also relate to different aspects of a person, different parts of a person, different moments in a person's life. So that there's a Tzadik Gummer present in different areas of our lives and a Tzadik Sheina Gummer and a Rasha Sheina Gummer and a, even a Rasha Gummer, right? Areas where we, you know, it's, we, we don't have control, so to speak. So first of all, it's important for us to realize when we're talking about the Benini, we're talking about a person, right? We're talking about an actual person and a level that a person, so to speak, can reach and strive towards. In fact, it's the level that the Alter Rebbe is going to encourage us to strive toward, right? And yet, we're also talking about aspects of a person's life. So it's always important to kind of put it that way. And you told the story about how the Baal Shem Tov would send people to certain people because they had mastered certain areas. So you want to understand how to eat, go to this person because this person is whatever, the paradigm of amazing eating, right? So what's interesting is that you would assume that 
you'd go to the same person for all the areas. Right. Just go to the Tzadigamar. Right. right. It's interesting that when a per- it seems from the story that when a person conquers a particular area, there is a certain advantage to that. Right. I mean, they, they have a certain advantage, so to speak, over the Tzadigamar, whatever, right. or perhaps not. Anyways, that, that struck me as interesting. Okay, so you, you pose the question, if the Benini did tshuva, so why isn't he at least a Tzadik Shenagamar? Right, ostensibly, he's, he did tshuva, he's there, he's doing everything properly. So what is a benini? And then, in addition to that, you asked, because Tzadikim, the Alter Rebbe himself, calls himself a benini. There's a number of stories that reflect that. Rabbahim called himself a benini. Now, we go into explaining how Rabbah could have confused, been confused, but Lamaisa, Rabbah called himself a benini. So we have to understand what that meant, and what that means, and how we can kind of incorporate that. So you talked about how, in Tanya, we were talking about the construct of a person. And we talked about how a person is composed of 10 parts that are broken down into two categories of seichel and midos, right? Intellect and emotions. And chach mabina and das, right? A person's thoughts and a person's perspective and a person's focus and how that generates feelings and drives. And then we talked about levushim, which are how a person expresses that energy outward into the world, right? To levushim. And to, and to himself, right? Right. Right. Thoughts. Right, right. Into his thoughts, right? So how he reveals that energy outward, so to speak, right? Out from his the core of his being. And what you said is that in order for us to, or this is how I understood it, in order for us to kind of comprehend where the Bainani lives, the Bainani kind of lives in that space in between Seichel and Midas and Levushim, right? Because where the Bainani is manifest most is in Levushim, right? In the choices that he makes. And really that space, that kind of dash in between and Levushim is the the point of contact between the Nefesh of Bahamas and the Nefesh of Kis. It's the point of contact between what we call the Yetzir Tov and the Yetzir Hara. It's where the ba- it's the battlefield. It's where we are trying to engage life and trying to 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 live. And that's where the Bainani lives because the Bainani is in that unknowable in between space, as we discussed in that earlier episode. So in order to further explain that, what you talked about was the fact that a tzaddik is drawn towards good and a rasha is drawn towards bad, right? Meaning the tzaddik, his natural tendency, his natural space where he feels most in the groove is when he's doing the right thing because that's where he's oriented to. He's oriented towards the good. The rasha, on the other hand, feels most comfortable, right? Not, not obviously he has shame and guilt and harata, right? We talked about that, but, but where he feels most himself or where he can most let go, you know, ride the wave is in bad, right? That's what comes more natural to him. The Bainini, on the other hand, is kind of not pulled either way. He's kind of trapped in this in-between space where he's not dominated by the good or the bad, and he has the ability to choose, and the Bainini is someone who chooses the good. And what you pointed out was that in a certain way, when the Bainini chooses the good, he is, so to speak, touching on an aspect that we were introduced to in the rush in the Tzadagamr. Because the Tzadagamr is someone who's mischased Bakono, right? He's he does things for for the sake of God. He doesn't, even though he's drawn towards good, he sets aside that impulse to do good and he sets aside his own desire to do good. And he only does that which is right and that which is good in the name of God. And in a certain way, the Bainani represents that idea as well because he's living in that in-between space between Seichel Midas 
intellect and emotions, right? The, the, the construct of a human being and the levushim, how a person is expressed externally and internally. So because he lives in that space in between, he, there's a measure of free will, there's a measure of bechira, and he can therefore then in that space choose good for the sake of choosing good. Not because it feels better, not because it comes natural to him, not because it's obvious, but because he wants to. Because, not even because he wants to, because God wants him to. And he's doing that which is right. And what you were talking about is that in in that space of the Bainini, living in that space, he is tapping into an unlimited energy, which is that unlimited energy that the Tzad the Gummer taps into as well. The Bainini, the goal here, this is what from what I'm understanding, the goal here is for us to strive towards a place where we can gain a sense of mastery over our lives so that we have the opportunity to choose what's right for the sake of choosing what's right for God. That is the ideal. That is the goal. So that, and what's interesting about that, and then, you know, you'll correct whatever I got wrong. <laughs> what's interesting about that is that the Bainini is not a level of mastery that I'm trying to achieve so that I can stop being a knucklehead. The Bainini is an ideal to strive for because when I get to that space of Bainini, it opens the door for a relationship with God that otherwise I wouldn't have. Right? I'm not as I'm not victim to or subject subject to the whims of good or bad, right? But rather I'm living as an independent, autonomous being that's choosing the good because it's the right thing to do. And that is a goal for all of us. So from what I understood was that when Rabbah says come on a Bainani, or when the Alter Rebbe says, like I'm a Bainani, because the Alter Rebbe's in that space even though he's a tzaddik, is tapping into that space of benini, which is which is that mischased bekono. He's you're doing... not trapped in your good anymore. You're right. not trapped in that in, in any definition. You're always like a benini. It's always like the middle. We spoke about the corner. It's not this. It's not that. Benini is in between. It's 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 a uh, it's a space between different different things. You're not you're not controlled by this space and you're not controlled by that space. You're picking you're picking the a space between you're going between the lines. You're going. You're going. You're, you're create. You're you're going to a place that's that's undefined because it's the right place to be. And you're not. You don't even have. You don't have enough structure for you to want it. You don't have emotions to go in there yet. You don't have the right intellect for it. You're not a tzaddik, a tzaddik gomer, so to speak, for this this new level. But it's the right. You're going to do it anyways. You're forcefully going to do it. You take control. Right. This is where a person. That's the real god gene. Because at the end of the day, if it's a chil kakam mal mamish, that we're not just drawn to the Abishta because, you know, from outside reasons, just like God is from himself. The, Jew, the Yid, the Bainini, identifies the real Yid, that this is where I need to be. He takes control in a good way. It's, part, it's simply crazy ability. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? How do you do that? And the point is anyone can do that That's the at point. any moment. Exactly. And at any moment, a person can say, I'm going to put aside how I feel about this or what I think about this, and I'm just going to do what's right for the sake of doing what's right. That's why I bring the, ba- the example of a, of, of a good mother. Right. Because she, she, they're living like that all, all, you know, all the time. They're tired, they're exhausted, they don't want to. And they put on a smile and they're like, how you doing? Welcome home. You know, you had a good day. What can I make for you? They're they're internally, God knows where they are. And that brings out, that creates something that's so beautiful, it's not even imaginable. So this Bainini is not just, 
you know, it's in a stage between two places. No, it's actually, it's God's, uh, it's God giving us this gift that no matter what baggage you're holding, at any time, if you think the right thoughts and you say the right thing and you do it and you do it, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's interesting. There's a famous story from uh, Hill Paracha, one of the greatest Hasidim uh, ever. You know, everybody, Hill Paracha. So he says that before he were in Tanya, he made self as, you know, looking at his life, he thought that he was a, a tzaddik. He thought he was a tzaddik, you know, based not because of arrogance, just that's what it is. Then he came to the conclusion that uh, after he were in Tanya, he realized a different level of everybody. Everybody has to deal with their issues. You have David Amalekh. One of the greatest tzaddikim in the world. What does David say? Chatosi negdi somed. I'm always dealing with my issue. So there's always a, an issue, a, a place where a person is overcoming, you know, even though the, terror, the Gemara says it wasn't a chet. In his eyes, it was a chet. He's still, uh, still fighting, fighting. So Hill Paracha says, after I went to Tanya and I see the difference in a tzaddik and a, and, a, and a rush and all these loves, he goes, Halavai Benini. I wish to be a Benini. But I don't, I don't think that that's the way the, Torah, the story goes. I think the story goes that no matter, even in his condition where he thought he was a tzaddik, he's like, you know what? Even in that place, Halavai Benini. Everybody thinks that they, he learned Tanya and he didn't think that he's a good guy anymore. And it depressed him. Mm. And now he's like Halavai Benini. And I'm thinking that it's not, uh, that's, that's, that's lame. I that think even it's, for the Tzadik Halavai Benini. He was right. He wasn't an arrogant person. He was a good person. He made a, an honest decision on what it is. He understood that Tanya has higher levels than Tzadik. Okay, so I'm not, you know, there's many levels. So I'm on the lower level, whatever. There's many as long as you have Ziva Sachet, the second someone doesn't do, did bad and he has Harata, he has no Averis anymore. Mm. So why he he might have been right. He's probably right about thinking that he was a Tzadik. But even in that space, how have I been in it? Mm. I, I need to be, I can't be. This God gave us an ability, an, an avenue to open up fantastic doors. And the only way to do it is by deciding that you're letting thoughts, only the right thoughts coming into your head, no matter what you feel about it, no matter what you think about it, it's whatever's right, what God says is right. And that's what I'm going to speak about, and that's what I'm going to do. And, and, and in that space, true beauty of Tanya comes out. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much, man.